All right, guys, just here with a quick double review. Um, finally got the chance to get back to the cinema for first time in ages to see two of the biggest uh, blockbusters that have been released uh, this summer, um, Aladdin from Disney and X-Men Dark Phoenix from 20th Century Fox. Now, what links these two movies for me is that, in all honesty, with both of them, I wasn't expecting much. I wasn't expecting anything. The trailers for Aladdin um, didn't leave me excited whatsoever. Um, I didn't think the genie looked very good, and I just was like... I'm a bit over these live action movies already, wasn't sure if Aladdin was the one to do, and also X-Men Dark Phoenix, wasn't really a fan um, of X-Men Apocalypse at all, um, didn't think it was very good and I thought the X-Men franchise was going off the rails with its main series while its spin-offs and Logan and Deadpool were doing really good. Now, I'm going to start with the good news is Aladdin is much, much better than it had any right to be, it's much better than I thought it would be. And that comes down to the three lead actors at helm first and foremost. Mina Masood, who plays Aladdin, Naomi Scott, uh, who plays Jasmine. And in all seriousness, this is Will Smith's best work in years. When I first got told that Will Smith was taking over as the genie um, from the iconic uh, Robin Williams, who of course voiced him in the original, I was like, I'm not so sure Will Smith at this point has become sort of a caricature of himself, a parody of this Fresh Prince persona. But he nails it here, and he's not just given a completely phoned-in comedic performance. There is some depth he tries to bring to the character. His singing is spot-on. His charisma just lifts the movie from the moment he enters it. And I can't say enough good things about Will Smith in this role. Mina Masood and um, Naomi Scott, they're two people I haven't seen a lot of, to be honest. I've never seen Mina Masood in anything before. Naomi Scott, the only time I have saw her was actually in the Power Rangers live action movie that they did a couple of years back and I thought she was really good in that as Kimberly Scott um, here both of them give powerhouse performances um, as Aladdin and Jasmine what I do think find sometimes when studios like to cast young good looking actors in this role and it's a bit of a stereotype for me I find a lot of them are cast for their looks and lack a bit of charisma these guys just ooze charisma and their chemistry is absolutely spot on uh, for the movie so those three lead performances really carry it for me it's extremely colorful and bright like the prince ali sequence is great friend like me all the songs that he loved uh, from alan menken's original um soundtrack are back and he's written a new song for this uh, for, called speechless uh, which is performed by jasmine which is also amazing i've been listening to that since i left the theater um it's it's superb and also the fear that i had that the genie uh, the CGI version wouldn't look very good. It's much better than the movie. This is why I think I need to learn, along with everyone else, not to judge a movie exclusively by what you see in the trailers because sometimes the CGI isn't quite complete at that point. Uh, I did have a couple of criticisms of the movie, even though I enjoyed it overall. I didn't think Jafar um, was particularly well used. He's sort of a pantomime villain, which is fine. Obviously, it's a Disney movie. Um, you're not going to get that threat there. Um, that maybe I was expecting but with a character as iconic as Jafar I would have wanted a bit more threat and less pantomime uh, sort of ca loud cackling it just felt a bit middle of the road there was nothing particularly memorable about this version um, of Jafar also there's a few times where I do think and we've talked about this in the show before where directors like have to learn how to play in a particular sandbox whether that be for Marvel Studios or these Disney movies and stuff and I do think there's a couple of times where Guy Ritchie tries to put his own stamp in the movie 
but it doesn't really work because everything around it is sort of the typical Disney formula. And the times that I can see Guy Ritchie's handprints all over this, it didn't really fit in. But there's only a couple of occasions where that happens. I think for the most part, Guy Ritchie does a marvellous job um, capturing this world of Agrabah. I think that it's much better um, than perhaps many people are expecting it to be. So that's why I'd actually encourage you to go out and seek this one in the movie theater. I had an absolutely great time in the screening I was in. Also had a great time. I'm going to give Aladdin 2019 8 out of 10. Which brings us to X-Men Dark Phoenix. Now, unfortunately, um, this is not a good way for this version of the X-Men to go out. I've been a fan of the X-Men. It was one of the first like action films I remember my mum and dad letting me watch was that original X-Men uh, from the year 2000. I instantly loved it. Even though that original movie is uh, quite cheesy by today's standards, I still think they hold up. I loved First Class, Light Days of Future Past. Like I said, Apocalypse went downhill for me. I wasn't holding out much hope for this one, but I was thinking Simon Kimberg's coming in. Man who's been attached to the X-Men franchise for a long time. The cast have demanded that he make his directorial debut with this film. And unfortunately, it's just a bit of a mess. Now, I want to say that's no fault of the actors whatsoever. I do think that Sophie Turner is extremely talented from her work in Game of Thrones and even her work in uh, this movie. But it's not a well-written character. And the same thing goes for three people in particular. James McAvoy, Michael Fassbender and Nicholas Holt. These three guys are all exceptionally talented individuals they are so good in anything you see them in however the characters are written in such a haphazard way where there seems to be like no motivation for their next step their motivations are confused their characters are confused that you get really um lopsided performances from these guys who have to change in a dime uh with a script that doesn't make a whole lot of sense now jennifer lawrence on the other hand i don't think has been particularly impressive in the last couple of x-men movies she's been in his mystique and for what we see of her in this movie it is actually um, a better performance compared to her past work in the franchise yeah but i think what the main problem is um with x-men dark phoenix is the same problem that was um wrong with x-men last stand the last time they tried to do this same storyline is that it's just overstuffed um, and that's the most frustrating thing about Dark Phoenix is because it tricked me in its first 15 minutes into thinking this could be a good movie. But then instead of sticking to the simple story that would have been Jean Grey having to try and come to terms with this great power she possesses and how does she navigate her way through that, they take the focus off of Jean Grey and they introduce other villains. They introduce Magneto, they introduce um, another threat uh, who's played by Jessica Chastain in the movie. And it just doesn't really work whatsoever. It's overstuffed, it's overcomplicated, and the X-Men franchise goes out and on a whimper because of it. Alright, so I'm unfortunately going to have to give X-Men Dark Phoenix a 5 out of 10 because of that. Now, I hope you enjoyed this short review. Just wanted to give my thoughts on those two movies. If you like what you heard here, go check out the rest of our back catalogue as well of our sister podcasts, um, Full-Time Football and First-Time Thrones. And we will be back next time with our Groundhog Day show. So thank you very much for listening.